Hey, how's it going, everybody? Um, it's Friday, May the 6th. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Been a week. Shit. You got these fucking NBA playoff series going down. Wild. Wild, but predictable. I had said what... I, I knew it was going to happen with the Heat. 76ers. So they're up two or nothing. I think Miami's just too much. James Harden is not James Harden. I just I want to start off. Let's just get the elephant out of the room. We're gonna start with 76ers James Harden. He's just not. And everybody's talking about it. Everybody's dogging on him. So it's like yeah, I don't want to sit here and just join the bandwagon of shitting on James Harden. But it's just the truth. He's not the same person. And it's almost like he's trying to still be the same person. It's just like... It's like, what happened to him, man? I mean, like, he just totally fell off. Completely. I mean, it's just like a, a complete... He did a complete 180. Zero turn. And it's just night and day difference. But... The big thing is, they don't have Embiid. So they didn't have a chance anyways. With Embiid, it's a good series. It's a decent series. I don't know about good. It's a decent series with Embiid. Depending on what you get from Harden, Maxi, and you know these guys, I think they still don't match up with Miami. But it would have been, it's it would have looked, it's gonna look a lot easier if they had had it. When he comes back, I think it's gonna be too little, too late. It, you know, they're saying maybe you know it's a quick turnaround now. They're gonna play tomorrow. You know, normally it'd be off. They would have had those guys, Celtics, and all them play Friday. They switched it, so it's basically quick, quick turnaround. So it's if he don't play game three and they lose, is he gonna play? I mean, you gonna play him at that point? Why? Why? Why are you gonna play him at that point? Down three zero in a series. Hey, stick him in there for. Eh, yeah, we tried everything. Well, I mean, there's time, place. I don't know. So if, if they if, if he doesn't get to play, and they lose. It's, it's over. They'll get swept. I I figured they would. They win at least a game. But you know, with him being out, it's the difference between having Embiid gone and Kyle Lowry gone. That's a huge difference. You know, Kyle Lowry being, you know, we thought he's he's not gonna play. Granted, I love having him for the playoffs. He's a great playoff player, but. Great veteran presence to have in that locker room for sure, but is he in B level impact? No, no, of course not. He does. He's not. He's not our in B. So it's different that we had injuries. They had injuries. Yeah, that's true. Not the same though. <laughs> Completely different. Um, then the other two O series. So, you, so that was in the East, and you got the West. The other series that's not really as competitive is Suns Mavs. And the only reason that this isn't competitive is because, I mean, it's just Luka. I'm sorry, but it's just, they're supposed to, they were supposed to get some help. Well, Porzingis wasn't the guy. That that duo wasn't it. They tried it. It didn't work out. Then they brought in Dinwiddie. So Dinwiddie's supposed to be the, another piece to help him out, and then Brunson, he's been playing decent. They're just... They're not, they're not a complete team. They're, Luka has to give you 45, and even then, you're winning by a couple points. So that's scary. When, so when one player has to score that much, it's on that person to do so much of the load and do so much of the lifting for you. If that's what you rely on just to, just to win games, oh man, you're not going to beat good teams like that. Ever. There's never. <laughs> ain't nobody carrying a team. It's just not going to happen in today's NBA. Any NBA, you're not carrying a team. I mean, Jordan had pieces with him now. Come on. Put some respect on his their names now. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So, Luca's not going to get done by himself. He, he needs pieces with him. I think a good, solid big. He needs a big. He would be good with an Embiid which is totally off, but 
he, that's what he needs. He needs like a presence down low. You know what I mean? That can play off of him. That he's gonna he's gonna put up the shots. You know, the pick and the pick and roll off of a big man. I don't know. I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna be disrespectful. I don't I don't know their big man off the top. So I mean, but this besides the point. He he needs pieces. He's got to have weapons. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean to lose one twenty nine to one oh nine. I mean they, they just, it, it's just Chris Paul is playing great. The the big thing with him is to staying healthy. Every playoffs, it's every year he's hurt. Early exit because he got hurt and he's out. And it's it's same old song and dance with CP three. But what he's been doing with Phoenix is wild, man. So he's back. He's healthy. He's good. All right. If he stays healthy, they got to come out of the West. I mean, I depend on the other whoever wins that other series. I don't know if it matters. I really don't. As long as this team stays healthy, they're this is so complete. They're very complete. I mean, they're deep. They're the Miami. That's why they're both both teams are number ones. Feel like they should be number ones. I mean, it feels like Miami and Phoenix are playing in the finals this year. That's just how I see it. It's hard to, I don't care how Jaws playing, how the Warriors are playing. You know what I mean? I just, I just feel like the Suns are just, and what the Suns have over the Warriors is they got eight. And they got a big body. They can get physical. So, it'd be different had they had James Wiseman. Now, if the Warriors had James Wiseman, they might be favorites. How would they look with James Wiseman? I forget they even have him. Forgot all about James Wiseman. So they're missing a piece. But no, with the Suns and the Mavs, it just—it's just what—what what can you do? What can Luca do? I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, he's—it's—it's all—it's all Luca or nothing, and that's just—even that's not even come close. I mean, game one, they're a little bit closer, but as games go by, it's not gonna be pretty for them. I just don't think the Mavs stand a chance. There's not they have enough pieces. Just it just doesn't make sense. They're not gonna beat the the complete team like that. Not a Phoenix. Too deep, too strong, too too many weapons. Too many. You know they got savvy guys. They got Jay Crowder, who was on Miami's bubble team. Um, CP3 vet, just savvy vets. I mean, well coached. Those guys are tough. Not all that all only thing that stops the Suns is health issues. I think even healthy. I think they win. I think they win at all. I don't know. Hard. I've got Suns here. Just because I mean I'll tell you why. Um when we get to the Celtics Bucks, I think they're just gonna pound each other. To be honest. But I don't know if that the more that series drags on, the more that series helps Miami. You know what I mean? And I'm saying Miami as in the 76ers are <laughs> not in this anymore. Uh, so then yeah, so now you go to the other series. These are the more competitive series. So the first two series, I consider them done. Anything can happen in sports, we know that. But those two series, I, I'm considering them done until proven guilty. 76ers could make it last longer if Embiid comes. If Embiid comes game three and they win, and they extend the series, that's just, I think that's a, a, a win for Celtics Bucks. Because if, if the Heat get all this time to relax, and, you know, they're going to get full strength. You don't want that. So That's the only chance, really, I see. But that series is done. So you got Celtics Bucks. Now this series right here has been a, a nothing short of amazing. So I mean, game one, it just they came out and just got <sighs> smacked. Really, I mean they bullied them. The Bucks straight up bullied them in game one. 
And so it's going to be interesting to see. You know, they, they bounce back. Celtics bounce back big. But these, these two teams are kind of just beating up on each other. And... One thing I never understood is, I mean, that just goes to show you how dominant Giannis is, is that you look at the Bucks on paper, and I, I for the last, like, three years, how, how good they are, I, I will look at them on paper and go, I mean, you look at their roster, and it's like, it doesn't make sense that these guys are, I mean, and you watch them, and it's like, they're just... Something they just click together, but it's like you look at paper and you're like, who are these guys? You know what I mean? But I mean Giannis, that just shows you how well Giannis is. You put him in there and he just makes that team just that much better. I mean, they're playing with guys. You know, you know, you got Drew Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton. I mean, they're like Pat Connaughton, you know, Grayson Allen, who he's been going off, Bobby Portis. You got these guys that are just like uh A bunch of like little pieces that you would think you would, you know, it's not like some super team. You know, everything now is you gotta have three or four stars. There's not, there's not multiple stars on this team. They just work. So. This series to me is gonna be something because we're gonna see Saturday what comes of that game three. And I think the first two, you're going to be going back to um, Milwaukee, right? And Buck stole one. Buck stole one. I think they're going to have to come out physical. I think Giannis is just going to have to drive like he always does. I mean, he's just so much more physical than these guys. That's what I think they came out and just, you know, who they got for for Giannis. Who do the Celtics have, truthfully, that can... There's no reason he can't just go up and get anything he wants, you know what I mean? So they got to, they really got to... It's probably going to be, you know, Grant Williams... Grant Williams doing a good job playing defense. So, you're not going to stick Al, Al Horford on him. He ain't doing that. Um, Williams, Robert Williams. So, I mean, to me, they just got to figure out how they got to take out Giannis. You know, make somebody else. Just, that's that's the thing. and it, That's the code, and nobody can stop it. The dude just gets to the cup when he wants to. Like, it's it's just unnatural. Like, he's just... Hey, we know... It. Like, teams literally last year were like, build a wall. That's all you gotta do. You just build a wall. You don't let him get it. It, it. It's not that easy. It's like, this dude just says, I don't care. I'm scoring. That's what I did. It's wild. I've never seen a player where he's just like, I can get to the basket anytime I want. You know, LeBron James could do that to a certain degree. But, like, Giannis is just like, the way he's built, man, it's just it's it's ridiculous. So it's just hard to understand how this team's so good. You look at him on paper, and it's like, uh, it's just Giannis and them boys. Well, Giannis and them boys, this is defending champs. So I mean, it's just it's hard to count them out, and they have already now stolen one. I I want to say it's this. The Celtics series to lose just because of how well, like, top to bottom, man. I'm impressed by how well they just are in your face defense. I love the defense they play, it's like Miami, but I mean, they're just in your face. What? Because I'm not flinching, so what? You know what I mean? They're just ready to roll at all times. And you got you know you got the Marcus Smart defensive player of the year. I think he is back for game three. I want to say he's back for um for game three. 
NJ had a game three. One of the biggest questions I will have healed enough to play in Boston's road till. Uh, it's a strong likelihood he'll return in game three. But he, that's going to be a difference. You know, they won without him. So, I mean, that's huge. Having him back will help. Uh, you know, having the defensive play of the year back is definitely going to help. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, I like. I want to say the Celtics. My gut says take the Celtics, but then it's just like I almost feel like I'm just hating on the Bucks. But uh, with it tied one-one, I'm gonna say the Bucks. You know, going back home, I think the Celtics take one back, and then even up the. I think they're gonna come back, take one, out of this two, uh, out of the two on the road. Even the uh, playing fields, since they lost home field advantage. Um, I, I just can't go against the Bucks, man. Defending champs. Until someone shows me X, Y, and Z, this is how you stop Giannis. This is how we can win. Because right now, dudes in his prime is just a freak, dude. He's a Greek freak for a reason. He's literally a freak. I mean, what, you can't guard him. You, What are you going to do? So, I mean, I, I just, I got to go with the Bucks. I want to take the Celtics. I really do because I like them up and down. I, I just, the way they play, the physicality, the just smash mouth in your face. Let's go. I like that style of play, but I can't go against the Bucks right now. Especially after what I see in the Celtics. You know, giving away game one like that, that that's huge. So. And then the final one matchup here. You got the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Interesting, interesting, interesting series we got going here. Between all the fouls and the, you know, well, we got Dylan Brooks now is officially suspended for game three. He's not going to play. Because of that foul, hard foul he had on Gary Payton. Second. Um, so he's not going to play. He's out. Suspended. That's huge. Um, this one's a toss-up for me. The way these teams are playing. And this is a series. This is a legit series. And you see what, you know, Ja doing Ja in game two. He had to he he had to go off of forty seven. That's that's the one thing that scares me about the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies will have all these pieces like, Uh all these pieces, right? With the Grizzlies, how they have, you know, Ja and Jaron Jackson and Dylan Brooks. You know, they got all these pieces. And some days they just, they have to rely on, it's like, how do you have to rely on Johnny Chaforset? I mean, Josh is a bad man. But I need more from Jaron Jackson than 12 points. Three for 14 in game two, not happening. They shouldn't have won that game with that dude acting like that. I mean, three for 14, 12 points? Kyle Anderson, two for seven. There's the main two for seven, both one for four for three. Each giving you five. I you know, that's like Desmond Bain. They've got these pieces. It's just something to them. Brandon and Clark's been playing big. I mean, even Adams is coming back, I believe. So Dylan Brooks out. Steven Adams in. Left big body. Um So, uh, this is anybody's series, really. I just, uh, well, you know, they made a series. Draymond made a series. You know, he's got going with the, at the fans, right? He's got the whole incident with the fans. 
that he's fined 25k now. For flipping off fans, you know, doing their Picaru deal. Um, this one in this series, something just tells me experience is just going to take over for the Warriors. I just think the Grizzlies are one year off. I just, I really do. I. I like them, and I, and I don't know. Like I just, I just don't feel like this is gonna be a night where Jaws off. What happens when Jaws off? I need to see this team step up without Jaws, because they've got the pieces to be like this deep team. You know what I mean? And they're just, I'm not sold on it. I'm not, I'm not quite sold on it. But truthfully, I mean, this could be a 2-0 series. This is crazy. I mean, John's going off. Doing what he does. Hey, that dude's special. Kid's special. And now, you know, it's a whole big thing. It'll be a whole big thing with him and uh, Zion now if they're going to get compared. Zion doesn't play. Because they had said, well, what they said Zion was going to play, right? He was going to play had they uh, made it, had they been in another game. Come on, dude. Get Ben Simmons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. But Josh is showing out. Uh, you can't really hate You can't really hate on it. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't really hate on Jaw doing what he does, but at the same time, I just feel like the Warriors are a more complete team, top to bottom. Draymond, Steph, Clay, I just feel more comfortable with those guys. Jordan Poole now stepping up to have games to cover. If Ja doesn't have a good game, he's going to have a game where he's not hitting 35, 40. You know what I mean? He's had, what, 37 and 47 now? Like 34 and then 47. So, I mean, it, he's balling out right now. It, he can't, yeah, and I ain't sustaining this. So. That's that's where I got to kind of lean back on the Warriors. I, this Between experience, you know, so, okay, so you got the experience factor. Plus, I just have more guys that I can rely on. I rely on Clay more than Desmond Bain. I'm going to rely on the way Jordan Poole's been playing. You know what I mean? I just, you just go down the line. Truthfully, I'm going to take Draymond over Jaron Jackson, the way he's been playing. He did beat Jaron Jackson, did ball out of game one. 33 points, 10 boards. Dude, that's the way he needs to play. That dude can ball out. You know, he ain't no chump. That dude is not a chump. So, I mean, that's why you get. I expect more from him. It doesn't need to be just Ja. Dylan Brooks is a great player. Two-way player. Love his energy on defense. Got a good three ball. They'll figure it out. I, I, I think they just, they're just they just a year off. I think there's a, like maybe a piece missing with them. Just one. They're just missing one something. Now maybe they needed like Instead of CJ McCollum going to the Pelicans, had he gone to the Grizzlies? Him and, you know, him playing off a job. That, that's the, the clay factor, you know what I mean? Had the Grizzlies, have the Grizzlies had CJ McCollum? That's the way the Warriors have Clay Thompson come back, you know what I mean? If they had CJ McCollum, I feel a little bit, yeah, man, they could steal this series. I just, I think the pieces lean towards the Warriors now. How big is this Dylan Brooks <clears throat> suspension going to be? You know what I mean? Big play. That's a big piece. That's a big rotational player. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy getting 30 minutes. Well, where are the other 30 minutes coming from? Who's who's stepping up now? Where are they going to get their, their minutes from? That's going to be the question. Tillman play more, Tyus Jones, and yeah, what do you know? How do they how do they go about that? 
That's gonna. That's gonna. I. That's why I think the Warriors take the next one because of the suspension. And then they win another one. They're three one. So that's where it gets dicey. <laughs> that one's gonna. That one's gonna entertain though. It has so far. It's gonna continue to entertain. I think. I think. Right. Those are the two series you keep your eye on. I think you got two series that are pretty much you can write them in the books. It's the unofficial official, you know what I mean? And then you got two other series on the other you know. One from each side is worth watching. The other two, you know, the other two I, I'm watching, but it's like the other two, I'm locked in. Those those series on everyone, shh, I'm locked in. You know what I mean? Even with my Heat team. Yeah, that's my team, but... It's not the series ain't there, you know what I mean? It's not... It's too lopsided. Too lopsided. Okay, so something I'm going to start doing. I think we're going to start it to Tuesday. Post-draft, we're going to go through the divisions and look at... I'm going to rank the divisions, the teams in the divisions. So I think we're going to do two a day. So we'll do one from the AFC. So I'll do AFC North, NFC North. You know what I mean? And I think we're going to start that Tuesday. So that's just a heads up, transitioning into football. We're leaving, we're leaving the NBA, cover the playoffs. Going into NFL. Just a couple little, little notes. Um... First, I want to start off with the whole Ryan Tannehill deal. A little take on Ryan Tannehill. And basically saying he said it's not his job to mentor. He feels like it's not his job to mentor the rookies. Rookie quarterback, you know, the guy taking his job. It's not his job to mentor him. He said, I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, not show him things. Like, if he picks up off of what I'm doing, then cool. Whatever. It's not my job to get him ready. Yeah, I'm here to do my job. But I and I have a problem with this because I can like I get what he's saying, but like I just think that was that was the wrong play. You know what I mean? Just come out like he should just came out and out there like yeah, what it is. You know, this is what it is. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Ain't nobody like you. You preparing the guy to take your spot. You know what I mean? Like, he, I'll show him some stuff, but you got to be confident in yourself. If it to me, that's just a lack of confidence in yourself. If you're like, I'm not showing him. It's not my job to show this guy anything. He's taking my job. You could show him something, but if you're ultimately a better quarterback, how's he gonna take your job? You win games. Man, take a job. If you're out there winning, taking care of your business, winning games. Why? Why does that matter? I didn't. I didn't understand. You know, I kind of don't understand that aspect. To me, it just comes off as it just you know, what I mean? like it's just not confident enough in yourself, if anything. That's it's a confidence. It's a lack of confidence issue there for me with Tannehill. I don't understand the, the 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 what the big deal is. I'm not gonna. It's not. I'm not gonna go out of my way to not. Oh come on. You know what I mean? How hard is it? To, you know. Yeah. Somebody saying you got to take the dude under your fucking wing and you know he's your prodigy. You know it's like they. You know it's like the whole Giants thing. Yeah, they had Eli, the next Eli's coming to town, you know, and he's going to trade him to be the next great thing, Danny Knives. And Danny Knives, <laughs> and look how that's worked out, you know what I mean? Nobody's saying you got to do that. Because I think it's, you look at the other end of, like, the Brett Favre and Rodgers. Well, I'm not training him, I'm not just Like, you want that competition, but you don't need to make a, you need to go to the press conference and be like, I'm not teaching him nothing, but if he learns something, he learns something, you yeah. know. I don't need to do all that. Hey, uh, yeah, he's here. Whatever. Got a people job. I my best man win. I mean, 
It is what it is. Whatever. They drafted him. It's business. They're drafting him for the future. But they know you're they know Tannehill's not gonna be there forever. And so I think Tennessee's kind of trying to I think they're just basically trying to bridge the gap of train of in, in the transitional period they are. You know, they trade AJ Brown, draft a younger version of him. Supposedly. He's the comp to AJ Brown, this kid. So they draft him. Okay, cool. So then quarterback. They're just drafting their next quarterback. This is gonna be the next guy in the future. They're gonna get younger. It is what it is. Still, that's the league. You can't get mad because the team's looking out for the future. They're not saying, "Hey, we're drafting this guy and he's starting day one." Yeah, they're not coming out saying that like that. I didn't see any reports saying, "Hey, Tennessee's saying that the league Willis has a job." So what do you worry about showing him tips and tricks? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, if I show him how to, how to figure out this play, he's better than me. So if he knows the plays, he'll be better. You know what I mean? That's, nah, man. You just got to work on you. Get yourself better. Play your game. Simple as that. So I thought that was a little corny. It come off as like... <laughs> Old man, get off my lawn. You know what I mean? Like, this is my section. You, you get your own. Find your own slice of the pie. Like, ugh. come on, dude. At this point, ugh. I don't know. Not, not, not buying the whole Tannehill thing. Just seemed. It just seemed like, you know, he's just out of touch. And then how's that going to look? You know, now you got to go back to your teammates and you're in the locker room with this guy. I, I don't thought it was just uh. um another little NFL note nugget it's a little lighthearted Galen Waddle has a confirmed race with Tyree Hill in the summer I kind of I kind of leaned on this just for a reason I do want to talk about these Dolphins and the moves they're making, man. Something. But no, so they're going to have a race. Um, I, it's scary. What they could be. I, everyone's, you know, everyone's pinning this on Tua, you know. It, oh, his Tua's limited. You only do so much with Tua. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Okay. The guy was just had that big crazy in, you know, uh, injury. Where he came in before he came to the league. Let's cut the guy a little bit of a break. He's not bad. You know, I'm watching him play. I don't think he's limited. I don't think his throws are limited. He doesn't seem like he. But besides that, now you're gonna have you're gonna have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. That's, to me, that's just, what that's going to do is, Tyreek Hill is just going to be, the, they're going to focus on Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle's just going to, what are you going to do? You're not going to have two, even if you have fa a fast corner. Say you have like a young, fast lockdown corner. Okay. Either one of these guys can torch you. You're going to be running up and down the field all day with him? No, come on. He's running down the field. Oh, the, the slip screens, the bubble screens, the jet sweeps, end arounds, the double reverse fucking wallow passes, the hill back to Tua. Oh, that would be some backyard bullshit they can pull with this shit. I mean, that, they're going to be... They're going to be it's, it's interesting, to be honest. I I, I think they got to... They, they can go... Really, just as far as a defense allows them to. You know, the defense hunkers in with them. They they settle down. But, you know, we'll, we'll dive into that more. But I, I think the Dolphins really should be a sleeper team. That should, if if not, I mean, they're, they're going to be good. I think they have the chance to be at least. 
Mm. Then some other little notes of yeah, Tyron Matthew. He is going to the Saints. Signs with the Saints. It's like a homecoming. He's going back home. I think it's a good fit. I don't see. I don't. I, don't. I, I get it. Like the, the go home factor. Hey, back home, family. You got to know you're not winning a championship with them. You know what I mean? So you're not, you can't be going there for rings. What's he chasing at this point? It's, just, it's not like he's getting big money. Going back home. I don't know. It seems like a, it seems like a weird fit. The only connection is uh, it's home. Okay. I don't mean anything. I mean, I mean, I guess it does. I mean, you want to, that's just where you want to be. But it's just on a, Pavers is like, huh? Really? You went there? I don't know what his offers were or who was really looking into him, but I mean. I think it would be. I think it would have been interesting for. Really, if he would have went. I would have went to one of the other AFC West teams. I'm trying to get on one of them teams. You know, he got a good chance on them teams. No, but I, I could have seen him with like a Chargers, him and him and Derwin James or something. But I I don't know what his at his asking price is, market, what the hell he would want. But he's been a great player. It's hard to the league don't buy you safeties either. We're in a league now that they don't go fuck about safeties. Oh, you ain't shit. You ain't no safeties making no money. I mean, relatively speaking. Any fucking guy on an NFL roster is making money, but they're not making money like that. So, I don't know. I, I just think that it was a odd way to, odd place to go. I just didn't see like it made sense why he was even on the market for so long. Probably because of the, how the value is of safeties. I think a lot of teams probably probably wanted to go get drafts, see where they draft. So, yeah, that's, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm having a hard time seeing why he's wanting to go there. I, I could even see, what's crazy to me with that. Well, you probably ain't going to be making out of the division. So, I don't know. Give yourself a chance at the end of your career. You think it, at the end of the career, you want to win rings, even if you won one. You know what I mean? You still want one rings. Okay, so then last week... Talked about drafts. Draft coming up. We just did the first round. So. I kind of want to finish off. We'll just kind of go in and dig through here. Kind of each team's draft. Tennessee. Okay. So we'll just go through the teams. Um, basically... You know, with the Cardinals, right off the get, 
they trade for the they do the Hollywood Brown trade, which is funny to me. There were so many receivers in this draft, right? I don't get the Marquise Brown trade. I don't get the appeal for it. It's like, uh, why? You know what I mean? It's just like, he's a good player. I think it'll be an okay fit. Like, it's going to be an okay fit for the Cardinals, I feel like. I feel like it's going to work out, you know. But, man, I just, the way they were sitting at is like, what? You know what I mean? They did up the 23 pick, and that's what you're getting rid of that for Marquise Brown. And then you got to sign him. I don't know. He just. It just kind of eh. basically. I'm gonna go through here, and I'm gonna I don't know, I'm gonna tell you a couple teams, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the teams that I really liked. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap on anybody. New England, that didn't do bad. That didn't do too good. New England, I mean, but the draft. So when I was watching the draft, I think I even said this. Last week. Is how well the Jets did. To me, I think the Jets knocked out of the bucket park. They got they got they got Sauce Gardner at four. So they picked three times in the first round. At four, they got Sauce Gardner at corner. Probably the best he's the best corner. Probably. Coming out of this draft. I'd say I'd say it's him. Then they get Garrett Wilson. Who I had seen, so I had seen the last things I had seen was Garrett Wilson was going to go to Atlanta. That's what I was seeing. So then if we tra we take Drake London. Two picks later, the Jets get Garrett Wilson. It's like holy fuck! I just got the best corner. The top receiver's been bounced around, but potentially just now, the top receiver. And they ain't even done that. Then they get a guy that's slipping, right? This Jermaine Johnson, 6'5", 254 pounds. He, he was slipping. And he slips and just falls to the Jets at 26. It's just wild. So I, I, just that alone. Is is ridiculous. Then they get Brees Hall at Iowa State in the second round, running back, top 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 running backs, solid. That dude's gonna be good. Jeremy Rucker, tight end. I mean, they, they just they just killed it. I mean, they, they did, and they didn't even have deep picks. You know, they had multiple third, first, they had a couple fours. I think they killed it. Their first round picks were just wow. And I love the Brees Hall pick in the second round. I mean, that was a good pick. So that that was the one. That was one where I was like, I was impressed. Then you had the AJ Brown trade, which I said I wasn't gonna crap on nobody, but. So at eight for, I don't know. At eighteen, they trade AJ Brown I, I, this is head scratching. I, this is why I think Tennessee's just getting younger. They know they're gonna go they they know they're heading into a rebuild. Tennessee has to know they're going into a rebuild. Because you're going to trade A.J. Brown, arguably, top. he's got to be top five receiver. I mean, you can't say he's outside top five. You can't. A.J. Brown's a, just a fuck. I mean, you go Devontae Adams, and I'm not putting him in order. I'm just rattling off the top of my head. You know, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup. 
I don't want to be that guy that's like after one year is like a Jamar Chase, uh top five receiver. I mean, he had a fucking hell of a year. Cooper Cup. Um who else has been balling? I don't know. There's plenty of fucking names. But I think AJ Brown's Justin Jefferson. And I think you got AJ Brown. DK's sliding. DK's like he could be like this fucking beast, but it's like um uh, maybe? I don't know. That's a whole different thing. And then they got Trey Lambert, 6'2, 225. So I mean they comp him to AJ Brown. I'm sorry. He's not A.J. Brown now. The first year, he's not going to be A.J. Brown. You know that. You're also drafting a quarterback in this draft. So Tennessee, I think Tennessee did a good job. I mean, it's not like they went up and, and they didn't get him in the first round. They didn't get him in the second round. They didn't even get him with his first third round pick. They waited till the 22nd pick in the third round. And they're like, hey, okay, yeah, we'll take him. I mean, if nobody wants him, we'll, we'll take him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, they did good in getting one again. So, I think it's just kind of blown out of proportion, this whole Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill. There's this tension. There's this fucking beef there. I'm not going to teach him. Well, hey, guys, let's relax now. Uh, that He was a first-round projected quarterback and fell to him in the, their, not even their first pick in the third round, their second pick in the third round. So, it's not like they reached for this guy. So, I... Uh, I think it's just all blown out of proportions, uh, to be honest. Uh, so, um, we, we got to talk about my team, of course, you know. <laughs> the big go-get, Drake London. Everything that I've seen is a lot of people like Atlanta's draft. And I've done dug deep into Atlanta's draft more so than anybody else's draft. Just this is my team, you know what I mean? I want to know. The whole Desmond Ritter deal. Didn't see that coming. In the third round. Did not. I mean, we needed. There's gaps that we need to fill. And they get take a flyer on Desmond Ritter. I like that. I, th I think teams need to do that more. Because none of these picks are guaranteed. So, when you have a team like... <clears throat> that's that's how you, you transition. You know what I mean? We kind of did it differently with Matt Ryan and sending him to Indy because we missed out on Deshaun Watson's that that the whole Deshaun Watson thing is a is a outlier anyways. So what I was going with there is uh, I totally just lost my train of thought. Um, with Drake London, I'll say this: I like the pick, but. Desmond Ritter. That's what I was saying. So, in teams transitioning. So, Desmond Ritter, it's just a backup plan because we signed Marcus Mariota to, to a two year deal. I think it's full force. They're going to go, especially with the Arthur Smith connection, he's going to go Marcus Mariota year one, throw him out there. They're going to be competitive. They're, you know, Drake London. They're getting guys. They're not just throwing out, throwing Marcus Mariota to the Wolves. I think we have a huge issue with the run game and run blocking. Our run game has to be something. We cannot just be, and it's going to have to change because Marcus Mariota's not going. He's not going to throw forty times a game. You know, Matt will stand back there and let's fucking rip whatever. Hey, he don't care. Man, that ain't going to happen. It ain't going to work with uh, with him. So, I, I think teams should do that more because these picks aren't guaranteed. We don't know that D'Angelo Malone. Our other third-round pick, outside linebacker from Western Kentucky, is going to be anything. He might be the biggest bust of all time. So why does it hurt you to pick a quarterback? Take a flyer. Might find Tom Brady. You don't know. You know what I mean? So why teams don't do that anyways? We just signed a guy in the offseason, and here we are drafting a quarterback because we know in the future we're not naive. We're not naive. You know, sometimes people are naive in that sense. You can't be naive. you got to see, okay, in two years – you know, Marcus Mariota, I think, is like 30 years old. He's not the future. I mean, maybe he is. Could be wrong. But if you have a Desmond Ritter on standby, a young guy on a rookie contract that's not hurting your salary cap, why not? Why not take a flyer on that guy? Because you have no idea that Tyler uh, Algier from BYU running back is going to turn out to be anything. I don't know that in the sixth round, John Fitzpatrick, the tight end from Georgia, is going to even be on the team to start the year. 
But I can tell you that Desmond Ritter in the third round, uh, who's not going to play in the first year probably, is going to be on the team. Because you're going to take a flyer on a quarterback, and if you find the guy, and teams that are transitioning, like we are transitioning into a, uh, what do you want to call it? It's getting late. I'm recording this at midnight. Fuck. Teams <laughs> uh, are transitioning from into a rebuild. They need to do this prior to... Hey, we're at rock bottom, 0-16 Detroit Lions style. We need a quarterback. Who you got? Well, fuck that. Excuse me, but fuck that. Have yourself lined up in the couple years prior. Get you a Desmond Ritter. See what happens. So, I don't know. And then you got the you got the, the Ravens. The Ravens are the fucking Ravens when it comes to drafts, man. They always have a lot of picks. They have one, two, three, four, five, six. They had six fourth-round picks. Two first-round picks. They get Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa, center for the uh, trade. They get the 25th pick from Arizona. They got Kyle Hamilton at 14, safety, stud. It's going to be a stud. Linderbaum's going to be a stud. And then they just they just get they just went and got pieces. I mean that's just they had Charlie Kohler out of uh, Iowa State at tight end, Jalen uh, Armour Davis out of Alabama corner in the fourth round, Daniel Valil at Minnesota Otak. I mean they're just drafting pieces. That's what you do. That's what the draft is for. Hey, this guy retired. This guy moved on. Okay, you go to the draft. Okay, I'm gonna play some with this guy. May not be better, may not be worse. He may be the future. He may be, you know what I mean? You're taking chances. You're just plugging holes is all you're doing. But if you do a good enough job in the offseason, if you can manage your team before the draft, all the draft is is adding pieces for good teams. You know what I mean? The good teams will just add a couple of pieces. You know, when we look at the Chiefs when they were first taken off, they didn't have really have a running game, and they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They didn't instantly, you know, rich get richer. They really just, they, but they had managed their team in a way that allowed them to just add little pieces. So that's what you need. I mean, I feel like Baltimore just does that. Every year they just add a little piece here. They add a piece here. You know, Patrick Queen, middle linebacker. He's going to be there forever. Stuck. You know what I mean? They just, they're just, they're just Marlon Humphrey. You know, they just add these pieces and, and you don't notice it. That's how they have Ed Reeds and, uh, Ray Lewis's, you know what I mean? It's like they've always had these generational pieces. You know what I mean? They just transition from from one to the next. They just they never got the receiver right. They never get the receiver right. Um. Yeah, uh, I know big, a lot of people made a big deal about the, the whole Cowboys pick. Um, how they went and got that dude from Tulsa, Tyler Smith. That's the Cowboys. They're just being the Cowboys. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, just going over this here. I did like the Packers draft. Uh, they went heavy on them, Georgia boys. I forgot about that. My favorite pick out of this whole Green Bay deal was this Christian Watson. This kid's gonna be a fucking bona fide stud. I'm saying it right now. I want. I forgot. I had wanted to come on here. And I just wanted to say that. I did like their picks, top to bottom. They did a pretty solid job. Um, like Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. They're gonna be solid. Those solid picks. But this boy, Christian Watson, man. Him and, and Aaron Rodgers are going to be, it's going to be magic. I'm telling you right now, that dude might win Rookie of the Year. That might be your offensive Rookie of the Year. I think that dude's going to pop off. So I, I, I just love everything about that. The route running, I mean, this how, I was watching highlights. I just, just sitting there watching highlights going, oh my gosh. It just, it's just disgusting. The kid's a freak. 6'4", 208. I mean, the kid's just a fucking freak. Being up. Uh, he's going to come out, and it's going to be big. 
Can't talk about the draft without the, the number one pick. Absolutely hated it. I mean, just absolutely. Just, I don't get it. I, I would have went Aiden Hutchinson. I, I, I'm not, I don't see it with this Ron Walker. I guarantee you this dude, five years is not in the league. I just, he's not, and he's not a number one overall pick. Maybe, maybe he's not out of the league. Maybe I'll walk that comment back. Maybe he's not out of the league. Yeah, hell, he might be. Because, you know, you know, number one picks, they always get second chances. So, I don't know if he'd be out in five years. Probably should be. But I had that feeling with this pick. It just felt like a reach. Just, I mean, a simple reach. Like, I, I don't know what where the hype was coming from. But I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it for one second. To be honest. I, uh, I don't know. And then we're going to touch the Saints. Despise the Saints as a Falcons fan, but I like the draft. With with the picks they had, Chris Olave, Trevor Penning uh, from North Iowa, the, the tackle, he's going to be solid. Um, Chris Olave. Just those picks there, I mean, I think they're going to be all right. I think they had a solid draft from just that perspective. Um... Then you were talking about Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers. I thought that was cool. What they did besides that was um, eh, this ant for me. I think that was the, their big move was that, and that's kind of where they ended it there. Um, any other t teams you want to talk about? Here? Show some love to before we wrap this one up. Um. How about the Lions? I did like... <clears throat> with the Lions, I did like Aiden Hutchinson and James Williams. I'm not so sold on this this kid like everyone else is. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and watch more tape on him. But... And ESPN comped him to Odell Beckham Jr. Huh? Uh, I'm not sold. I, I could be proven wrong very easily. But we'll see. I... Sneakily, Derek Stingley Jr. He used, used to make some interesting moves, I thought. And John Mechie in the second round. Early second round. I don't know. They got they, they got pieces. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be mad at themselves with the Stingley pick. I, I felt like I like Derek Stingley. But man, that was You know, he's going to get the best. Uh, he'll be, I think, if Lovey can get something out of him, it'll be good. I, I just, I don't know, hopefully it's not another pick. Just bust. You know, that kid just falls off. That kid it was the talk of the town. He was a freshman, right? He was a true freshman. I remember I remember this kid coming out. He's a true freshman. Guard playing. Guard. Just one-on-one. -on -one. As a freshman, they were like, no, he's got it. Stingley's got it over there. You can't get past him. As a freshman, that's cold, man. So I, I was watching this guy, but I feel like at three, they kind of mm. never know though. I, I hope he does pan out because I, I like the kid. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was just kind of my thoughts on the draft. I'm not. I never usually get big into the college football, so drafts aren't really that that big for me. I like the draft, but like you know, I follow the event uh, usually. The way the draft goes, I dig deep into my guys. You know, I know the first round names. I know I know the teams and who they're getting. Um, this year was just one of the drafts where it was like, it wasn't last year's drafts, and it's hard to compare it, but it is not. It wasn't last year's. Last year's was just talent wild off the charts. So, I mean, I don't know. It's one of the things where it's like, ugh, we'll see. We'll see. I just didn't see any game changers, but we are starting Tuesday. So on Tuesday, we're going to break down. I don't know. I haven't decided where we're going to start. One AFC team. It'll be, for example, AFC North, NFC North. I'll watch. I'll probably start with that. I'm going to go through, and I'm going to, from top to bottom, I'm going to give you who I think 
post draft where we stand. So we'll do we'll do two uh, an episode and then go from there. We'll see. Let you guys know what I think about each each team's chances for the NFL, and then we'll we're gonna continue talking about the NBA playoffs and follow that all the way to the conclusion of oh, my Miami Heat raise that trophy. But that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> so we'll wrap it up here, guys. Um, I appreciate it. Guys, have a great day. Peace.